It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to LetMemRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. That is Spencer Holbrook. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Buyers Auto. If you're looking for an auto, go to BuyersAuto.com. And if you're looking for Ohio State recruiting information, you've come to the right place. That's Spencer and I. Uh, That's what we do. We talk about stuff. And uh, we're going to talk about a few things uh, on the Ohio State recruiting front. Uh, The first and foremost has to be, I guess, Spencer, the offer that went out late Monday night from Ohio State to offensive lineman Emil Wagner from Wayne Huber Heights uh, High School down there near Dayton. It's sort of one of those key pieces in the recruiting class that, that's coming. And I know people are going to wonder, like, what changed? Why now? Does that mean the Buckeyes are going to lose out on Keontae Goodman or blah, blah, blah? And I don't think it means any of those things, Spencer. So um, let's just start there. First and foremost, six foot six, 250 pounds. Emil Wagner is a house uh, who is right now more of an athlete than an offensive lineman, but he is going to be a player that as he puts on the next 35, 40 pounds, it, it has the potential to be someone really special. Yeah, I think he's got the right frame. Uh, Ohio State looks for a certain frame in their offensive linemen. Well, it, it's kind of changing, I guess, that looking for versatile frames in those offensive linemen, but he has the right build. I think they know that they can put some weight on him if he decides to join the class, and I think that's a key piece of this. Once you know that, that there are the tools to work with, I, I, I look back at that 2020 recruiting class where they took all those offensive linemen. You look at a guy like Jacob James, Trey LaRue, Josh Fryer, Grant Tutan, all those guys you know, might not be guys like Paris Johnson who can step in right away, but they're all guys with the right frame and build where if you let them get in the program for, for a couple of years, they're going to be contributors at some point. And I think that's what I see in Emil Wagner so far. And if he adds more weight and continues to progress, he could become one of those guys who who could step in and play early in his career. I, I just, I think the potential's there and that's why Ohio, Ohio State sees that potential. Yeah, Wagner is the number five ranked player in the state of Ohio in class of 2022. And, you know, the, he's a guy that we've talked about before on the website on Letterman Row. And, uh, you know, what's the what's the holdup? What's Ohio State waiting for? And really, they just wanted to see him in person. And, and right now, knowing that they're not going to get that opportunity to do that this summer, uh, outside of potentially an official visit, they're not going to probably have camps and that kind of stuff. They uh, there was something I was told a couple of years ago by an Ohio State staff member, and it was this, and this is what sticks with me. If if they're going to offer an in-state prospect eventually, they may as well offer him now. And and I think that's ultimately where this comes from, the timing of it. Yeah, Ohio State's still going to recruit like heck. They're going to recruit Keontae Goodwin, Tyler Booker, uh, Ernest Green. Those are you know top-tier offensive linemen. But someone like... Uh, Emil Wagner is probably three or four years away from being able to contribute at Ohio State just simply because of what he has to do physically to get bigger. Um, but if you look at like Nick Petit Frere, who was, you know, the same height, six foot six, and, and he was like 260 pounds when he came out of Tampa, you can see similarities in their athleticism. And it doesn't really make sense for Ohio State to, to keep pushing and recruiting guys like Joe Brunner uh, or, um, you know, someone else in, in Wisconsin or somewhere else around the country where you're like, hey, you know, 
with the dead period continuing to be extended, why chase guys like Billy Shrouth and Joe Brunner when you have a player like Emil Wagner right down the street? Yes, you're not going to see him in camp this season, but you do have a full season of tape from his junior year. You have an opportunity, uh, you know, coming up in his senior year to see more of him. And if it was going to happen eventually, it may as well happen now. Yeah, and I think this is another example of when I talked about a couple weeks ago, I think I think the point still remains is Ohio State knows uh, Ohio State rarely ever waves a white flag, but it knows when to wave the white flag on certain prospects. You look at those guys like Brunner and Shrouth and Gunnar Givens, and it's just that's not going to happen. And so you start to look at the dominoes that are going to fall in this offensive tackle class, and you look, who's the next option? Who are the options for us? Well, we've got one right down the street. Why don't we take a look at that? And I think, like you said, if they're going to offer them eventually, may as well offer them now. And uh, that's a that's a tell that Ohio State is willing to take a commitment from an in-state guy if they offer him at some point. Yeah, and I think you you talk about players around the country, Addison Nichols down in Georgia, who the Buckeyes were in a very good position for for quite some time. But again, as the dead period extends, these kids are more likely going to be having to make decisions based on the places they've already visited or based on where they live. And, uh, you know, Ohio State's not really been able to to get over that hump with some guys. And you don't know what happens from here with Zach Rice. You don't know what happens from here with Keontae Goodwin. Um, but if you get an opportunity to add a player like Emil Wagner, who's a four-star prospect, again, 13th ranked tackle in the country, super high upside, very athletic. His brother, Ahmad Wagner, was one of my favorite recruits in the last decade coming out of Wayne. I thought he was a player that should have played wide receiver in the Big Ten. Instead, he went to play basketball at Iowa. Um, and I think that you, you just see that they know that they're going to be able to take four or five offensive linemen in this class. When you have Tegra Tushabola already committed, why not just make the move with Wagner now so that he doesn't end up at Iowa or doesn't end up at Kentucky or somewhere else? Because if you wait until the summer, or, you know, the fall, he's not going to be there. And that pursuit becomes a lot more difficult. He's weeks away from cutting down his list. And I think the Buckeyes realize, hey, we, we need to make sure he doesn't get out of the state. Yeah. And I think, like you said, at six foot six, 250 pounds, he's the 13th ranked offensive tackle in the country. His stock is not going down. It's yeah. only it, it can only go up from here. So I think that's an important thing to note. Uh, you know, and so that decision, uh, as I wrote about on Letterman Row on uh, Tuesday, I think you automatically have to put him in the commitment watch category. He's in state. He has an offer. Uh, I don't know that he's got a plan in place yet for, uh, you know, I'm going to commit on this day or whatever. But it now becomes one of those at any moment you could expect a commitment from him down the road. If he waits, you know, good for him. I think that there's no reason to hurry for any of these kids right now, as we've talked about before, but um, you know, you'd certainly put him in the expected commitment category. One player that has decided to wait a little bit longer on his recruitment and a decision is Christian Miller, the defensive lineman, six foot five, 285 pounds out of Cedar Grove high school in Elwood, Georgia. He was expected to make his announcement on April the 4th. He took to Twitter on Monday afternoon and said he was going to slow things down. Spencer, that can't be anything but good news for Ohio State. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to end with a commitment to Ohio State whenever he decides, but time is important and the Buckeyes have more of it now. Yeah, and when the thing that I kind of – we always try to read certain tea leaves, and the thing that I read there is – you know, this is a guy from Georgia who, who could probably commit to most of the schools in the SEC right now if he wanted to. And he wants to slow down and, and take his time. And I think that's always good news when you've got a guy who's willing to take his time from the South that's considering Ohio State. I think that's just a new general rule of thumb that we should we should kind of 
make ours on this show. You know, a top 170 prospect in the country, the 11th ranked uh, player at his position in the country. I, I just think he's got a lot of upside. And uh, the more time the Buckeyes have to try and get him in this class, uh, the better. Yeah, I, I, I still believe quite firmly that, it, you know, Christian Miller's decision is likely going to come down to Georgia. Um, but He's at least taking a step back and looking at what George is doing at the defensive line. They already have commitments from um, Tyree West. They already are going to be getting a commitment coming up from Michael Williams. Um, you know, they have uh, Barry Alexander out of out of uh, Denton, Texas. Uh, so they, they have some things going on at the defensive tackle and defensive line position already. Uh, in this class, so they have Dara Smith committed. He's 6'6", 225. Like, they got big dudes. Um, and you just wonder how many they're going to take. I, I don't know um, that it really, like I said, I don't think it means for certainty that Ohio State now becomes, you know, the team to beat. But the relationship that he has with Antoine Jackson, the relationship that he has with Larry Johnson is very good. Um, the Buckeyes, as I was told when they offered, they were the team that folks in Georgia thought could really change his recruitment. And I think that the biggest reason he's decided to back off right now and not make the announcement on, on April 4th, like he thought, was because of the offer from Ohio State, the offer from USC. I think he's really just trying to make sure that he doesn't hurry into something. Um, and, and again, I, I, I'm totally on board and, and kudos to kids who are making that decision because right now there is so much pressure to decide. Yeah, I think it's it's the right decision for all these kids to make. I, if I was a recruit, I certainly wouldn't be committing right now with with all the uncertainty. But, you know, you do look at Georgia and how they recruit so nationally. And and sometimes it's kind of like Ohio State. They let some kids from their backyard get out. And that's just how the national recruiting scene works. And if Ohio State can take advantage of that anywhere they can, um, they've identified a guy who has strong, strong ties to somebody on the Ohio State roster. And and I think that's a really good recruiting job. I think this will be a really good recruiting job for Ohio State, even if Christian Miller doesn't end up at Ohio State, if that makes any sense. Just because yeah, and, and they're pushing Georgia. And the thing is, with, with Georgia, they have so much talent in that state right now. Um, it, it's sort of unfair. I mean, if you think about it, they have it's, they could recruit just in the state of Georgia and be totally fine. There are 34, four or five star prospects in the state of Georgia. Uh, so you you literally can't take them all, um, you know. So the Buckeyes are are trying to find out which kids in that group uh, have the greatest opportunity to consider leaving uh, home. And, and Christian Miller is one of them. Like I said, there is interest in Mikel Williams. That's just not going to happen. And uh, the Buckeyes know that, and so they they turn the focus uh, down down the line. And uh, Christian Miller has visited Ohio State. He went to Columbus in October by himself. Uh, and with his teammate Josh White and took a self-guided tour because of his relationship with Antoine Jackson. So uh, I don't think that Ohio State is in the driver's seat in that recruitment, but they are certainly a team that has the opportunity now to, to change things. Yeah. Anytime you give your, yourself a chance to, to swipe one from the SEC when you're Ohio State and you're competing against some of those big, big dogs down there, that, that's a good thing, right? I think, I think we can kind of agree on that. And this is a guy – Six foot five, two hundred eighty-five pounds, and he's only going to grow on that frame, and and that's a frame that Larry Johnson certainly can work with. So I, I think this is the kind of situation where the more patient he's willing to be, the better for Ohio State, and really the better for Larry Johnson because the way he's now playing this recruitment and taking his time is falling into the Larry Johnson approach to recruiting. 
Yeah, Larry Johnson's all about the relationship, and it's all about you know the the long term relationship. He does not generally fall into these situations where it's like an immediate you know love at first sight thing with with any kid or them with him. It's about really building something that's sustainable and, and that is more than just football. And that's Christian Miller. If you go read up on him a little bit, if you can. Uh, my friend Jeff Santel at DogNation.com did a great story on him a few weeks ago, and you know to really give you a little background into who he is. So you should probably check that out if you can. Um, speaking of checking things out, Spencer, I was in New Orleans over the weekend and watching a, a number of Ohio State targets in a seven-on-seven tournament there uh, put on by Battle.com. Quite a talented field, boy oh boy! There is so much talent in Louisiana; it is sort of absurd. The the number of kids in Louisiana and East Texas, I mean, wow, it, it's it's eye-opening. And I, I think, you know, we've talked about it before. The state of Ohio right now is becoming less and less talent-rich uh, when it comes to Ohio State-caliber players, and I don't know exactly why that is. I mean, I know there's a lot of a demographic shift, certainly, that happens, but wow, um, there's a lot of real, real dudes down in that region. And I wrote about it on Sunday, but it might be time for Ohio State to consider at least trying again in that area. Well, and I think it makes sense right now for Ohio State to try in that area because look what's going on at LSU. I don't want to make light of that situation whatsoever, and we don't really need to get into the details of that situation, but LSU is going to take a hit for that. And if you don't know about it, then you know go, go read about it. But LSU is going to take a hit in some form or fashion for what's going on with their athletic department right now. And this would be the perfect time for Ohio State with a guy from Louisiana, technically Jire Brown, um, already committed. He has friends down in Louisiana. Go take advantage of, of the strings you can pull. And, and when, when a program is down, Ohio State's been known to go into those areas and, and try, to, try to grab some guys out of there. I think Louisiana is uh, ripe for the picking right now. Yeah, and it is for Ohio State more so than a lot of other schools because in, in the minds of these kids, Ohio State is an SEC-type program an SEC talent, you know, equivalent. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the places that can develop them and where they can win championships. And that that is the reason why these kids, generally speaking, think that they have to stay home and play in the SEC. Aside from the fact that Louisiana kids, by their very nature, are just kind of homebodies. But the opportunities that Ohio State presents for these kids is very real, and they do know that. And I think that's why you've seen players like Jacoby Matthews, the five-star safety from uh, Louisiana, who a year ago, Jair Brown, when, when Jair was getting committed and, and really getting involved with the Ohio State class, Jacoby Matthews was the first player he mentioned as a guy he wanted to bring with him. And Jacoby Matthews is the number two ranked safety in the country. He's a five-star prospect. And Ohio State hasn't offered. And I think quite simply, the reason they haven't offered is because they just don't think that there's a chance to get him. And maybe there isn't a great chance, but you have to at least try to open that door up. And, and as you mentioned, with what's going on at LSU, um, with the um, way that Georgia is recruiting nationally, with the way that Alabama always recruits nationally, there's plenty of players down there that Ohio State could probably pluck one or two of the cream of the crop is if, if those player, the players fit the profile. Yeah, and if you get you know one of the top 10 guys in Georgia and one of the top 10 guys in Louisiana, you're doing something right down in the South. I mean. I mean, really, that, that'd be a win for Ohio State. So I think it is worth it to dip down there and just see what happens because you traditionally don't recruit that area. So why not try to, to get in there now? That way, if LSU does take a dip, you already have a small presence there.
Yeah, and I don't want to go 30 minutes on this show, uh, folks, this episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Byers Auto. I'm going to wrap it up by talking about one player I did see in New Orleans and saw him for the first time, and that was Ohio State five-star commit Jaheim Singletary, who uh, I tweeted about it on Saturday night after seeing him for the you know six hours on Saturday. Uh, if you were building a defensive back, Spencer, it's exactly what he would look like. Every created player that I've ever made, on like Madden or NCAA football uh, that was a, a defensive back looks like James Singletary. He, he is so perfectly proportioned to be a, a big time defensive back, super long arms. He's a lot thicker in the midsection than you think he would considering he's listed at 6'2", 175. Uh, he, he turns his hips extremely well, runs with the runs with guys up and down the field. The thing that I was most impressed about it and I, Put a few clips on Twitter, not many because the situation there is sort of chaotic, but he did a great job in letting off, you know, letting go of his guy and helping out in, a, in coverage on other people uh, and really understood the zone principles. Um, and then you look at him and he's a nasty, nasty guy in the, the jam situation and the bump and run. He is going to be something really special. Yeah, it, everything that you've told me, and then you watch his highlights, and his highlights are some of the most impressive you can find. I, I think this is a an absolute home run for Ohio State. It's a steal that they got him this early in the class. And uh, as the visits happen, you can only imagine that relationship is going to get stronger, and he's going to stay locked into that commitment. I know you asked him about that, and he was pretty adamant that he, he's in the Ohio State class to stay, and he's not going anywhere. Yeah, and I think that there's a little, you know, temptation for people to to worry because he's down in Florida because he hasn't been able to visit. You know, he did make a self-guided tour uh, of Columbus in January, he told me. He is not the kid that is really vocal on social media. You have seen him. If you follow him on Twitter, you've seen him drop, you know, the little uh, acorn or the, the, the Buckeye icon um, on, on Twitter responses to other players when they talk about their schools and stuff. So he's doing his part, but he's not a kid that's going to be real loud about trying to bring in other guys with him to Ohio state. But what he is going to be loud about is how good he is. And on the field, that kid who doesn't talk off it is extremely, uh, confident and it is fun to watch. I mean, he, he simply has a good time playing football and if uh, you go to lettermanrow.com and read about him and, and his position in, in his recruitment, as I wrote about it on Sunday, I think you should do that. I also think you should like this video. I think you should subscribe to our, our YouTube page. I think you should rate and review our podcast if you're listening to it on uh, your phone or, or somewhere other than YouTube. And I think that you should have a great day. And uh, Spencer and I are going to do that. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This is Letterman Rows Talking Stuff brought to you by Buyers Auto. Thanks for watching. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.